Welcome to Coach Bennett's Podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind, are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. It's episode 16. That's right, sweet 16 of Coach Bennett's podcast. And this one is titled Teammates because, well, it's about the importance of teammates and how you're a teammate not only to others, but you are a lifelong teammate to yourself. In fact, there is no other teammate that you will spend more time with than you. So we're going to be talking about why it's so important, essential to be a great teammate to others as well as yourself if you're trying to be your best. We've also got a Mindset Minute. You may be wondering, what is a Mindset Minute? Well, it's a minute with Mindset Coach Tammy Bennett. That's right. Mindset Coach Extraordinaire is going to be in here giving you some great advice on how to work on your mindset around being a better teammate in 60 seconds that's right the clock will be running she's got 60 seconds to give you that great advice we've got so much more as well i talk a little bit about the concert i just was at as well as the prefontaine classic and why you should be a fan of the sport but you know what i'm already talking too much let's get started with episode 16 16 candles that's all you get but it is episode 16 so i thought why not start with a song like 16 Candles, which I believe was performed by the Crests, if I am correct, which I may not be, but I'm just entirely too lazy to look it up right now. And I'll also add in, I believe they sang Earth Angel, which you may know, one, if you love music, because Earth Angel is a great song, but also it was in Back to the Future, Towards the end, I think he's singing Earth Angel. The band is singing Earth Angel before Michael J. Fox. I'm sorry. Before young Marty takes over and rips through uh, Johnny Be Good, which, of course, is a Chuck Berry song. But anyway, the point is this is episode 16, and it's an important one. Our sweet 16 is called Teammates, and we're going to talk about the importance of teammates, not just other teammates of yours, meaning other people, but also you being a great teammate to yourself. And the, uh, the reason why I want to do this episode, and I want to do it right now, is because we're really heading into a season full of racing. Obviously, when you think of the fall, you may think of marathon season. I think of cross country. Either way, I think of people taking starting lines and crossing starting lines and trying to get to a finish line as best as they can. And one of the things you can do to reach that finish line as best as you can is be a great teammate to others and be a great teammate to yourself. So that's what we're going to talk about. And the cool thing here is being a great teammate is one of those ways where you can become a better runner by not needing to run more or run harder or you know increase the volume, the intensity, none of that. Just being a better teammate leads to better running. Okay, so a lot of times when I bring this stuff up, people will assume, oh, here he goes. He's being like, you know, Mr. Rogers again. And the thing is laughable to me because, you know, if Mr. Rogers was a running coach, 
his runners would kick ass. He really would. He'd be fantastic. And there's a lot of reasons why he'd be fantastic. One is he understands the psychology of human beings. And with that, the needs to perform well, to learn, um, to be happy, to deal with emotions. All of these things play a massive role in how well you run, how consistently well you run. It is laughable that people think running and running well is a construct simply of training, meaning the physical side of training, meaning how fast, how long, and how much that you're actually doing the running. Yeah, that that plays a, a, a pretty significant role in how well you run, but the running that you're doing, if you're an unhappy person, if you're a miserable person, feeling miserable, the way that you treat yourself, the way that you treat others, that toxicity that comes from just being a complete awful person, that affects your running. Yeah, you, you may still run fast and be a terrible person. You may run fast and be really cruel to yourself. You may run fast and be nasty to other people's, but you could have run faster. You could have run better. You are not at your best. Happier runners are just better runners. They have a better chance of reaching their potential. Now, again, this doesn't mean that every day is going to be, you know, um, the, the most adorable dog pooping ice cream. That's, that's not what I'm saying. One, that's disgusting. And I should probably edit that out because one, something's wrong with the dog. And two, it's making me kind of not enjoy ice cream, if that's my visual. So I apologize for that. I'm going to keep it in because, again, I've got a lot to do today. So that's just staying in there. My point is, is that not everything is always going to be great. My point is, there is a lot of self-induced sabotage that we do to ourselves. There's a lot of sabotage we do towards others. And it boomerangs back. And it negatively affects you. Whether you realize it or not, it, it, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. That is what's happening. It's like when you drink water, you're hydrating yourself. Whether you realize it or not, it doesn't matter. You're hydrating yourself. The water doesn't care whether you realize it or not. It's going to do its job. So if you're out there being cruel to yourself or to others, it has a negative impact on everything else you do. Whether you realize it or not, it just does. How do I know this? Well, I've been around the block a lot. So just take my word for it. Okay, so that's why we're talking about teammates today, because I want you running your absolute best and in a very selfish way. If you're a better teammate to yourself and to others, the world's a better place. So that affects me, too. So not only are you running really well, the world's just a cooler, nicer, kinder, better place. So not only am I being selfless by giving you this amazing coaching and insight, this earned wisdom that I'm sharing with you, I'm also an awfully selfish dude because I want the world to be a better place. And if the world's a better place, then I have a better time and a better life myself. So see how wonderful this is that you can be selfish and selfless at the same time or selfless and selfish at the same time. Oh, it's fantastic. But before we get into this, I know I usually start by telling you what's been going on and where I've been, but I want, I was, I'm so excited about doing this episode and I know it's such an important episode that I kind of dove right into it, but I'm going to just talk about a few things that happened over the past week. One, I was back East for my mom's 80th birthday. Happy birthday, mom. You're a badass. Two, I went to a concert 
two-day concert festival, the See Here Now Festival in Asbury Park, New Jersey. I got to see the Killers for the first time ever. Fantastic. They put on such a good show on the beach right next to the ocean. And when I mean right next to the ocean, I mean 10 yards from the ocean. That's where I was standing. 10 yards from the ocean while I'm listening to the Killers. They were fantastic. They put on such a great show. The second day, okay, saw the Beach Boys. That's right, the Beach Boys. Let me just tell you, if the sun is shining, put on the Beach Boys. They still got it. Now, again, the band is not the Beach Boys from the 60s. There's still, I believe, two of the original Beach Boys are in the band, and then some of their family members. And then, get this, John Stamos. First of all, crushes the drums, but if you remember John Stamos, the actor from Full House, he stepped in for, I think, one of the episodes with the Beach Boys back in the day. I remember it was a big deal when you used to have these shows that had, like, crossovers where you might have someone like John Stamos, like, sits in with, like, the Beatles for some reason on Full House, and you're like, that's amazing, but he's been more or less in the band for the last 20 years, and he crushed it, and he also looks better at 60 than he did at 40, which is a little annoying, but also awesome. I feel good for the guy, but he did a good job. The Beach Boys crushed it. But the last band of the night, Weezer, by the way, was was playing. I was excited to see Weezer. I've seen them before, but some of the speakers blew out on the beach. There's about 30,000 people on the beach, but some of the speakers actually blew out. I think the Beach Boys might have actually blown out the speakers, so the Weezer sound was not good. So post-Weezer, I made my way up as far as I could get because the Foo Fighters were closing the festival. I've seen the Foo Fighters twice. Once I saw back in college before the first album came out, so no one knew who the Foo Fighters were when they came out, and suddenly it was like, wait a minute, that's Pat Smear who was in Nirvana. That's bizarre. And is that Dave Grohl, the drummer from Nirvana? Why is he picking up a guitar? Why is he singing? And then they blitzed through basically the first album. It was unbelievable. The first album's unbelievable. They've now become, you could make the case, the biggest rock band in the world. They sounded like it. Oh my goodness, loudest show I've ever been to. Dave Grohl is such a good front man, such a blistering set. Wow. Anyway, so that's where I was. And that weekend just happened to be the Prefontaine Classic, which just happened to be the Diamond League Final. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, because maybe the elite side of the sport you, you're not really following, check out uh, my last Coach Bennett's newsletter which is on Substack, and there is a link in the show notes always for the newsletter where I talk a little bit about what the Diamond League final is and what the Prefontaine Classic is. But anyway, this is the final big meet of the year for elite professional track and field. It was at Hayward Field at the University of Oregon. It's the first time there was ever a Diamond League final, which is a series of meets throughout the year where athletes can pick up points and become the Diamond League champion, okay? So it's it's basically track and field's league, okay? And the Diamond League final bounces around to different locations. It's never been in the United States. So this was kind of a special uh, moment, if you're a track fan in the United States, to have it on American soil. Long story short, which never works for me, so just long story ending here, is it was incredible, Race after race, field event after field event, incredible. Whether it was a world record in the pole vault, whether it was 
the, the number three and four times in history in the men's mile, whether it was an epic earth shattering, earth moving, earth changing, I don't know. But world record in the women's 5K, 14 flat, is now the new world record. Now, if you hear some pitter-patters, that's my dog that has not moved until I started recording. And now, Millie just wants to move around so you can hear her pitter-patter. But that's the background, okay? But back to the Prefontaine Classic. I'll put links up where you can watch some of the videos. The women's 800, um, the, the men's 400 hurdles. I mean, there was so many great events you need to watch. It's your sport. Embrace the fact that it's your sport. Be a fan of your sport. As we talk later in this podcast about teammates and being a great teammate to yourself and others can make you a better runner, being a fan of the sport can make you a better runner. Being a fan of the sport will get you to enjoy the sport more. Learn about the sport. Be motivated and inspired by the sport. All of these things help you run better. Being a fan of the sport will have you fall deeper and deeper in love with the sport. And anything worth doing is worth doing with some love. So if you can do that, become a fan of the sport. I'm telling you, it will lead to better running. Okay? All right. Let's let's get started about teammates. And let's talk a little bit about why it's so important. Sometimes the best thing to do to really explain why something is important why something is a necessity, why something is essential, is to remove it and then see what exists. What's the world like without it? So we're going to do a little thought exercise. We're going to play with our imagination. Remember in, in, you know, when you were younger, maybe like five, six, seven, eight years old, you'd be in class and your teacher would say, put on your imagination caps and you would pretend that you were tying like your, your hat on, which a couple of things, like I don't know why you're tying your hat on. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like it's like a, a helmet, I guess. It would have made sense, like your imagination helmet. But then you don't really tie the strap on. It's a strap, so maybe you tighten it. Actually, now that I think about it, the teachers that did this, I, mean, I don't even know what we were imagining. What kind of a hat were we imagining? I mean, if you think you have a, you put the hat on, and then you tie it around your chin. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. But it worked because we put them on and we started to imagine things. So what I want you to do is imagine a world where there are no good teammates, no neutral teammates, just bad teammates. Not only that, you're a terrible teammate. You're a terrible teammate to other people and you're a terrible teammate to yourself. And what I want you to do next is imagine you're going on a run with this team full of terrible teammates inclusive of yourself and let's say the the coach there's good coaches i mean right so let's just pretend in this world of terrible teammates there's a good coach and that good coach is me so i guess we should change it to a great coach anyway so i tell you to go out for an easy run all right now what do you think that group of terrible teammates are going to do well i imagine some of them the ones that maybe feel frisky or feel good today they're just going to go out and hammer one, because they don't care what I say, because they're terrible teammates. So it doesn't matter what the coach says. They're going to do what they want to do. And today, they just want to hammer. They're going to go out and run hard. Even though as a group, I want you to stay together and run easy. They go out and they hammer. Now, 
The teammates that don't feel that good, they're probably upset about this, which I imagine they would be. So I would imagine they're yelling things at those that are pushing the pace. Now, they may run with them for a little while. They may not. But there's already dissension. There's already tension in the air. So you have the frisky teammates. They take off, and they're pushing. And they're not even working together. The three or four frisky teammates that are pushing the pace, they're pushing it just to break each other. Because today isn't about doing a recovery run or an easy run. Today isn't about recovering from what happened yesterday in the hard workout. Today is simply about breaking the other runners. That's what they're trying to do. Even the runners that decide to go with them and push. So they've left half the team behind and half the team that's still with them. They're just duking it out and they're racing. Which makes absolutely no sense because yesterday was a hard effort. And that's why I told you guys to like just go run a recovery run. Go do an easy run. Do it together. Maybe talk a little bit about yesterday's workout or the rest of the season or how the day went. You know, I want this to be a recovery run in the in the fullest sense of the word recovery. So not only are you recovering from a hard effort or recovering in anticipation of a future hard effort, I also want you recovering from the day. I want you recovering together. I want the entire team to finish feeling um, more wholly you as a team. And I use that term I'm not saying H-O-L-Y, it's W-H-O-L-L-Y, more fully you when you come back, okay? And, and that could mean that you had a stressful day at school or at work, and by the end of the recovery run, because you were with your team looking out for each other, you feel better, not just physically, you know, like a day removed from the hard effort, so you're recovering a little bit more and getting some work in and building endurance. That's what I want you to do, but since you're just a group of terrible teammates, you don't care about that. You don't care about that at all. You're in the moment thinking, how can I break the other people on this team? And not only that, break them not just physically, but emotionally. So now you're telling each other terrible things. Like, for instance, you know, that group that's frisky, you may, that, that group may be looking back and saying, like, why can't all of you come with us? You're so slow. You're so pathetic. You're not willing to work hard. You're not any good. You're never going to be any good. Yesterday's workout wasn't that hard. Why do you have to run so slow? Why are you so stupid? Don't you know how you're supposed to get better? You're never going to get better. You're not tough enough. You don't have what it takes. The group that's being left behind is yelling, you arrogant, toxic, awful people. You're running too hard, too hard for you because you're not good enough to do it. You're only going to die out there. You're going to rig. You're going to fall apart. You're never going to last. You never last. And you may be running well right now, but it's never consistent. You can't keep doing it. You're just a one-shot pony, baby. Is it a one-shot pony? It's a one-trick pony. You're a one-trick pony. It's only going to happen one time. You'll fall apart. The guys that you're running with, the girls that you're running with, they're going to leave you behind. You're not going to be able to stay with them. You're all just going to beat each other into the ground. You're all going to suck. Because you guys suck. I mean, like, that's kind of the, the conversation that's happening amongst really terrible teammates. Now, if you were to, you know, you're looking at this, you're imagining this, you're visualizing this, that, that's, that's a terrible environment. I mean, remove the physical aspect of it that you're just not running the right way. And it's probably because, you know, you've got some other issues that are going on, forcing you to run hard every single time, even though you know better. Run the wrong way, even though you're smarter than that. Run 
you know, in a way that is that is not conducive to you improving, even though the coach told you what to do and why to do it. Just think of the language and what it is causing. Think of what's being said and the ramifications of those barbs landing on the other athletes. Just think about how you feel when you say something cruel. Think about what vibe, what what's going on internally when you are being nasty to someone else, when you are belittling someone else, when you are humiliating someone else. It doesn't feel good. Now, you may convince yourself that what you're saying is merited, but now you're lying to yourself because it's not. There is zero reason to be cruel or humiliate someone. There's just not. There isn't a reason. So that bounce back from being cruel, okay, that boomerang back of being a nasty teammate to someone else weighs you down. It's, it's like um, creating stress, not a positive stress, because a run can be a positive stress. I mean, running is a stressful activity. I don't mean stressful in the definition of negative, like being anxious or scared. I'm talking about a stress, a positive stress, work. Okay. And it is a, it should be at least a positive stressor. A negative stressor is something like being humiliated or humiliating someone, being cruel or having someone be cruel to you. Those are negative stressors. And you know what those do? They wear you down so much so that it can weaken your immune system. And if you have a weak immune system, you have a higher tendency to get sick. Now, if you marry that with running, which is a stressor, a positive one, albeit, but a stressor nonetheless, when you marry all of this negative stress with positive stress, it's still too much stress and you're going to break down. The positive stress alone, okay, that's not going to weaken your immune system if you're intelligent about it, remember, because even too much positive stress, like too much running, can weaken your immune system. This is another podcast altogether. But my point is, If you're a terrible teammate to yourself, if you're a terrible teammate to other people, and you're adding on to that the stress of running with that negative stress that comes from being a terrible teammate, you're going to break down. Not only that, you're going to be more fatigued than you need to be. You're going to be more tired than you need to be. As a result, one, you can't put in the effort you want to put in or need to put in to improve to the level you want to improve, you also cannot recover at a level that you should be able to recover at because you're weakened by the type of teammate you are to other people. And I've been focusing really on the you being a teammate to other people because I think that's the easiest one to come to terms with for people. That's the easiest one to realize like, wow, like, I should be the type of teammate to other people that I want other teammates to be towards me, which is supportive, kind, understanding. You want to be a leader. You also want other people to have what it takes for them to be leaders as well. You want a purpose as a team, which means a purpose as an individual on the team, you want to feel like you are more 
when you are on a great team. And you can feel like you are more of yourself when you're surrounded by people that allow you to be who you fully are, where you can feel safe and supported to be who you really are. That's a great environment. That's a positive environment. That's a rich team culture. And you can imagine that your ability to work is improved in an environment like that. You can visualize what an environment like that would be like, feel like. And the next step would then be, you can imagine the type of progression that would occur in an environment like that, where the teammates are supportive of each other. And I think it's a richer visualization when you start with the opposite, when you imagine what a really corrosive, toxic team environment is like amongst teammates that are not supportive of each other, that do not allow each other to be more fully themselves. In fact, you have to hide who you are in this environment. I mean, imagine that. You show up for practice and you immediately have your guard up. You immediately go from being vulnerable to putting on as many defenses as you can. That's a very difficult environment to work. That's a really difficult environment to try to get better because one of the things that you need to do to get better in anything, but we're going to focus here on running, but this is true of anything. You have to be vulnerable and humble at the same time. You have to be willing to come up short. You have to be willing to try after failure. You have to be willing to fail. It needs to be an environment that is conducive to failing. And what I mean by that is not set up so you fail, but set up so you understand that in this environment, if you want to be as good as you can possibly be, failure is part of the gig. Stumbling is going to happen. Setbacks will occur. You are going to come up short as you move forward. The progression will include failure. Your movement forward will include setbacks. Your progression forward will not always be a series of victories. There will be losses along the way forward. But you're moving forward. That's the type of environment you have to have. And you have to understand that you are not at your best if you want to get better. Which is invigorating that I am not at the top of the mountain. There are things I can improve upon, which is great. So that's my point. You need an environment where you can be humble and vulnerable at the same time. You need an environment that allows you to be, and it's, you know what, actually, it's not even allows you to be, fosters your humility and your vulnerability. Because, like I said, those are two things you need to have if you want an environment where you can try to get better, freely try to get better, confidently try to get better, and get closer to your best, which is always a, you know, moving landmark. You know, it's like a milepost that is constantly changing because in what way are you trying to get better? How are you measuring it? There are so many different ways. You want an environment that's measuring your possibilities in an infinite variety of ways. But that's, that's a lot to ask, okay? That means you have to come in and also say, I want to get better, which can be terrifying. But in a great team environment surrounded by wonderful teammates, 
they're not worried that someone who wants to be their best is robbing their spotlight. It's another spotlight. You know, uh, you've, you've probably heard me if you've gone on runs with me before that the best way to save your fire is to share it. Okay. It doesn't diminish your fire when you're sharing yours with someone else in a team environment that's positive in a team environment that is strong. People aren't worried about their fire being stolen. They're worried about whether the teammates around them have what it takes to keep their flame going and to build it into a raging inferno because the more fire this team's got the better, which means the more fire everyone has access to, but in a negative environment, Mm, not only am I protective of my fire, I want your fire lower. I want, in fact, your fire to go out. And I will do what it takes to do that. I will dampen your kindling, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? I will rob you of fuel. I will take away your access to sparks in a negative team environment. So again... If you're ever wondering, what exactly is a great teammate? Well, think about what a terrible teammate is. And that'll give you your answer. Now, I'm, I'm going to end with you being a teammate to yourself. Because you will never spend more time with another teammate than you do with the teammate that is you. You will never have a teammate that could potentially be a better teammate than you can be to yourself. And you will never have a more damaging teammate a crueler teammate, a worse teammate than you could be to yourself. Now, for whatever reason, when we go for runs, we, we just call them runs. We don't call it practice, which is odd, okay? Because every other sport basically refers to them getting together um, as more or less practice. And I think if we started to refer to our runs as practice, this may be a little bit easier because no one has a hard time going through a race plan with a coach. They understand it. It makes sense. No one has a hard time talking about what the workout is with a coach. Okay, you understand it. That makes a lot of sense. No one has a hard time listening to the advice from a coach saying, okay, here's kind of the effort we want. These are, this is what the course is going to look like. This part's going to be a little bit harder because of the hills. The train may be a little bit messed up or the weather's going to make this a little bit challenging. Okay, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Work on it. I have to get better at running in the morning. Okay, I'll work on that. I got to get better at, at running in the cold. Okay, I can work on that. I got to get better running hills. Okay, I can work on that. But when we talk about how we need to work on our mindfulness, our mindset, when we run, Things get a little wonky and everyone gets a little weird, okay? And after a race, when someone does not have a great race, but physically they're fit, their eyes glaze over when suddenly you're talking about, all right, well, I want to talk about your mindset here, okay? About what you were thinking when you went in. Uh, I don't know if that's why. I think I need to do more 800 repeats, more speed work, or I need to extend my long runs, or I need to run less because, and, and so often it's not the running that's stopping you from running well. It's the runner that's stopping you from running well. And it's the mindset of the runner that's stopping you from running well. And it's because that teammate, that voice inside your head is telling you everything they shouldn't. When you start to struggle, they're telling you you struggle not because 
you're successfully not giving up and it's proof of work and it's exactly how you should feel because what you're doing is challenging and hard and difficult. Your teammate's not there in your head saying, you know what? I'm proud of you. You're working. We got 2K left to go. I know this isn't easy, but you can do this, okay? Let's just breathe. Let's keep our eyes up, looking ahead. We're getting this done. No, instead it's 2K to go. That's forever. I still have 2K to go and I'm struggling. I suck. I can't do this. Why can't I do this? I've been training hard, but obviously not hard enough, or I've been overtraining. Why can't I do this? I'm just not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I suck. I'm not a runner, even though you're literally running. And as I've told you before, running is the act of a runner. So if you're running, you're a runner. Get over yourself. Again, slightly different podcast. My point is, if you then take that internal voice that is so nasty and you put it in someone else, coming out of someone else's mouth, running next to you, an imaginary teammate named Bob. If you imagine Bob saying those things to you, well, they're going to sound strikingly similar to those athletes, those teammates I told you to imagine at the beginning of the podcast. Just cruel, trying to humiliate you, trying to tear you down, not trying to help you get better, not trying to support you, trying to dampen your light, put out your fire instead of sharing some of their fuel or their spark so your fire can grow because it's wavering a little bit. It's getting a little low. Don't worry about it. I got some fuel for you. No, no, no. They want you out, off the team, out of the sport, on a couch, inside, not trying. So they will do everything they can to make you believe you are not enough and this is too much. Now, what I'd really like you to do is think about your runs as practice. As practice, not just practice uh, running hills, running in the heat, running in the cold, running on different terrains, speed work, fart lick, any of that stuff. No, 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 no. What I want you to do is I want you to think of your runs as practice for the teammate you should be. What I want you to do is think of those recovery runs, those long runs, the fart lick, the tempo, the repeats, as an opportunity for not only for you to get better physically as a runner, but to get your mindset right as a teammate to yourself. What I want you to do is look at runs as practice every single time you go for a run as practice on how to strengthen your ability to be a great teammate to yourself. And I'll tell you what, you'll also become a better teammate for other people. We usually focus on being better teammates to other people, but we never follow through on being a great teammate to ourselves. I want us to flip the whole thing. Start with being a better teammate to yourself. Because if you are a better teammate to yourself, when you're out there struggling, when you're out there hurting, when you're having a run where maybe things aren't going great, or when things are going great and you don't wait to celebrate. Wow, that was a lot of rhyming and it wasn't planned. But it's not just being a great teammate when things are hard, when things are difficult during tough times. It's also being a great teammate when things are awesome. It's not waiting to celebrate, like I said, but it's also 
making sure that you're proud of yourself, that you're saying those things that feel so good, like, hey, today was a really good effort, or we've strung together a couple of really good weeks, or we're about to take on a very difficult challenge. I'm proud of you for taking this on. That's what a great teammate does. Hey, we're in this together. Let's do this. Okay? So it's not just the tough times. The test is being a great teammate all the time. And if you can do that for yourself, you will be a better teammate for everyone else. And what they'll do is they'll see how you treat yourself. And maybe just maybe they're inspired to treat themselves better. And I'll tell you what, if you've got a whole group of people that are working together for a common purpose, and they are good teammates to themselves, and they understand the benefit to the team and themselves if they are also great teammates to each other, you've got something special cooking. So this is what I want to do. We're going to have our first little mindset minute here. That's right. I'm bringing in special guest, Coach Tammy Bennett, mindset coach extraordinaire, and we're going to have a mindset minute. Now, normally I would have like some type of music to go with this. And I'm thinking of doing that because I think that'd be really cool. Like every time we do a mindset minute, it's like, well, it's definitely not going to sound like that at all. Um, maybe we'll let her pick the music. But the point is we're going to have a mindset minute, something in one minute that you can use and take immediately and incorporate into your running, into your non-running life that helps. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set basically a situation and then coach Tammy's going to come in and tell you in one minute how you can work on your mindset around that situation this is no different than saying you know what I need to build my endurance I need to work on my speed um, how do I strengthen my core um, what are a couple form cues your mindset is 100% just as important if not more important than any of these things so I'll tell you what, if your mindset is right, it's going to be much easier to work on any of these other things. So here's the example, and then Coach Tammy's going to come in for a mindset minute. You are struggling on a run. You've got a bad teammate that is just about to start opening up their mouth in your head. What can you do in the moment to deal with this situation? During practice, remember, this is practice. What can we do when we know that that crap teammate is about to start talking. All right, coach, it's Mindset Minute. It's all yours. 60 seconds has begun. Okay, the first thing I would say is don't be mad at the bad teammate. Don't tell yourself, oh, why am I so negative? I wish I wasn't negative all the time. It's so annoying. Don't do any of that. Think of that negative voiced teammate as an overprotective parent. Your brain just doesn't want you to have discomfort or pain. So it gives you these negative feelings, negative thoughts to try to get you to stop so you don't face physical discomfort or the discomfort of failing in the workout. So it will try to get you to stop. So just notice it and just go, oh, I see you and I know that you're just trying to protect me, but it's okay. I've got this. I can handle the workout. I can handle the physical discomfort. I can handle it if I don't hit my times that I wanted to hit. It's going to be fine. Thank you so much for trying to keep me safe from physical discomfort, but I don't have to listen to you because I trust in me and my body and my mind, and we're going to get through this workout just fine. And then you go have a great workout. You see, what did I tell you? There you go. In one minute, you were given something that is not just absolutely fundamentally beneficial to your running and before or after your running, meaning the rest of your life, 
but it's something you can work on today. And it's something you should really be working on every single day. So thank you, coach. That's awesome. I'm hoping to have mindset minutes a lot. Okay. If not every episode, we're going to try to have them most of the episodes because I think it's invaluable to you as an athlete, as a human being. Okay. So that's why we're doing this. That's why teammates is the sweet 16 episode because it's a really, really important concept. And what I wanted to do was break it down in a way that was obvious. Okay. So you could see just how important it is to be a great teammate, not just to others, but to yourself in a way that shows you this isn't like, Oh, hokey pokey kumbaya. Although hokey pokey kumbaya sounds like a good time. The point is you will run better period. If you're a better teammate to yourself, you will have more fun if you're a better teammate to others. And it's also the right thing to do. How cool is that? Like, it's just the right thing to do. But from a coaching perspective, I got to tell you, it's the other stuff. Like, it just makes no sense to me. Like, you want to be a jerk to yourself. You want to be a jerk to your athletes. You want to be a jerk to your teammates. No one gets better. Nobody. So it's just so unbelievably silly and stupid to just be a terrible teammate or foster an environment where people are terrible teammates to each other or to themselves because you're just not getting anyone to their potential. So from a coaching perspective, again, it's really selfish to get everyone to just actually be good to themselves and to others, to be kind to themselves and to others, to support themselves and others. You're going to have a better team, a more successful team. And if you want to put it in the most kind of crass way, you're going to have a better chance of beating other teams if your team is a really positive, supportive environment. (laughs) You know what I mean? So there you go. It's not a secret, but I think just people have the wrong idea of how actual humans work. We don't operate better when people are cruel to us. We don't operate better when we are cruel to ourselves. So you want to run better? Be a better person to yourself. Be a better person to other people. Teammates kind of the name, but it really comes down to just being a better person. So... And not to get too deep on everybody, but the fact of the matter is we're all on the same team. At least we should be. I mean, we share this space rock. We, we, we should be. And if maybe we looked at each other in that way and realized helping each other does not push you back in you know this race, it helps you race better. Because here's the other thing, and this is a little secret. When I see that athletes are tired in a workout... I usually ask them to help someone else because if I just tell them to focus and suck it up and gut this out, they're more likely to give up on themselves before they are likely to give up on the responsibility of helping someone else. So I'll ask someone, Hey, I know you're tired. I know you're fatigued. I know you're struggling right now, but if you can help your teammate over here, yep, they're struggling. They're fatigued. They're tired. If you can help them on this lap, that would be awesome because they need you. And this is where it's just one of the wonderful things about human psychology. Um, People are willing to go to the well and find the water that wasn't there for themselves for someone else. That's that's why, you know, I've, I've never seen a mom lift a car off a baby, but I believe it can happen. I just don't think that 
she could probably lift the car if there was no baby in trouble. Like if it's just a Tuesday and you're walking down the street, you're like, hey, could you lift this car? Nope. But if someone's in danger, weird stuff happens when we're trying to help. Okay? It is a superpower to help, but I think you gain superpower qualities when you're helping. So be a helper. Help yourself. Help your teammates. And at the end of the day, you're going to have a better run which leads to you being a better runner. All right? All right. Well, there you go. That's the episode. I feel good. Let me tell you a little bit about what's coming up. Well, Strava, by the way, has finally linked with Nike. So if you are an NRC user, you know what's really cool? You can now partner up with Strava so your NRC runs can just go straight to Strava. If you want to do it, super cool. Check it out. You just got to make sure you've got the latest uh, version of the app downloaded and then you can go into your settings and partners and you can click on Strava and set it up. I'm on Strava as Coach Bennett. I'll put the link in there too. Um, There is a Bennett running kind of uh, club. Um, Right now it's just open. I'm not really doing too much on there but we have a couple hundred people on there and and really it's just a cool supportive environment so if you want to check that out check that out on Strava as well. Bennett running is the name of the group. Um, there's a Coach Bennett's newsletter that's coming out. If you haven't subscribed to that yet, please subscribe to it. It's really good. And if you're um, a paid supporter, um, I've got people on there that are um, supporting the newsletter. That way it is free, but you have the option of being a paid supporter. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I I do put a lot of time into it. Um, There should be another one coming out um, this week, which is super exciting. I always love doing the newsletters and we've got cross country season, which is my favorite season in full bloom. So I'm going to put up some links to some of my favorite sites that follow cross country. My favorite level personally is high school. Okay. So I'm a big high school cross country junkie. I love it. I think it's amazing. The season ends with the Nike cross nationals in December in Portland, where you're going to hear me talking about this and some of the great performances, but high school cross country and track and field has never been healthier in the United States. It's amazing. And you're seeing 10, 15 years of this incredible growth at the youth level showing up now at the elite level. I mean, people are wondering why people are running so fast. They, oh, they talk about the shoes and the tracks are fast. Oh, blah, 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 whatever. You know what it is? It's 15 years of the sport being so healthy that you're now seeing all of these athletes that grew up loving the sport and being coached the right way, having these amazing performances. And there's no reason why the rest of us can't see what's happening and take advantage of it. Be a fan of the sport. Be a good teammate to yourself. Be a smart runner. Those three things, woo, baby. And you're going to run really, really well. Dare I say your best. However you want to classify or define best, Hey, that's up to you, okay? Maybe you classify or define your best running as your most joyous. Maybe it's your fastest. Maybe it's your furthest. Maybe it's your most consistent. Maybe it's the most days out of the year that you run or found the time to do it. Whatever, it's up to you how you define best. But I'll tell you what, if you can be a great teammate to yourself and to others, you got your best chance to be your best. All right, that was episode 16, baby. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the community that is growing around Coach Bennett's podcast. Thank you for subscribing, whether it's on Spotify or Apple 
or Google Podcasts or Pandora. Please subscribe. Please share the podcast. Thank you for listening. And until next week, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and find some new starting lines, and then cross them. Thank you so much for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast today. And if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, well, I really wish you would because it helps a lot. Also, check out the show notes because you'll find a link to Coach Bennett's newsletter as well as all the social media sites that I'm on. Places like Threads and Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and YouTube and even the artist formerly known as Twitter, whatever that dumpster fire is called today, you'll find a link to it because I'm on there. Thank you so much again for listening. And until next time, take care of yourself.